Yo, this is official Shawmer International Film Festival spoiler alert. We are going to spoil the movie we're going to talk about and probably some other ones. So uh, be warned. On this episode of Shawmer International Film Festival, my guest is nobody. And we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff because I got to fill time. But uh, actually, yep, we're getting a text here. Oh, I got a, I got a last minute guest. Jero Alvarino's coming in and we're going to, I'm going to just force him to talk about whatever I have to say. So that's it. Action. All right, welcome to week eight, nine. I don't have, I've lost track because it's such a big international film festival. There's a lot, me as the creator and founder and sole proprietor of the festival i have a lot on my plate i can't just be keeping up with how many weeks it's been but um we're here for another week and uh we're not talking about cowboy bebop that's what we were supposed to be talking about with uh mo musa as a fellow comedian but he's not here but you know what i do have here i have a cell phone and i have a call-in guest last minute guest i, I said uh i said i was i was sitting here with with aiming my producer and i said uh i got nobody today man i'm gonna just i'm gonna just ramble and i was like you know what let me let me let me put out the uh, the smoke signal, the bat signal, the Jiro signal, and uh, mm-hmm. now we have Jiro Alberino here with us, folks. I wish you guys can see what I'm doing right now because I'm dialing in. I'm ready to dial in. I'm ready to fucking ooh, excuse my language. This is a kid show. I know Sean, yes, your mom might be listening film to this. Festival. This, this is, is a children's film festival. Um, I'm ready to tear this fucking shit up. I like how you double down on that. After that. <laughs> No more. I that's promise. how. I no, that's how. It. That's how I would prefer it. That's how I would run a kids' film <laughs> festival. Like they're gonna hear these words at some point. They, they gotta find out. If they're not gonna hear it from us, they're gonna hear it in Cowboy Bebop yes. uh, subtitles. So they're gonna read it explicitly. Yes. So speaking of Cowboy Bebop, um, I know you're an anime fan. Uh, as well. I've dabbled. Yeah, as well as uh, I am. I'm not the most well versed, but I was gonna have uh another anime fan uh in this week to talk about Cowboy Bebop. The, the movie, because uh, mm-hmm. the, the Cowboy Bebop Netflix show just dropped on Netflix this past week. And I thought it would be like, you know, like a kind of, I don't know, synergy? What's the word? Uh, it would it would pair up well. Synergistic, yeah. Yeah, it would be a perfect time to uh, do that movie. And, you know, also finally make the international part of the <laughs> the title of the show uh, true. <laughs> um, and then I, I, was, uh, I was looking online and I was like, okay. I figured because uh, Cowboy Bebop wasn't on Netflix, it was on Hulu, and you know, like um, it was on Funimation, the the anime streaming app, and uh, then Netflix picked it up back up because um, their live action version was dropping. So I was like, okay, they'll probably have the movie on there too. So I went on Netflix, wasn't there. Went on Hulu, wasn't there. So I'll, okay, I'll know who definitely will have it. Funimation, they they're the Has to have it. they're the production company that created the show. This is their streaming app. Went on there. Not available. So I, I said, okay, I'm gonna put out the um, like this is like this is the ace in the hole. I like, guess this, this never fails. I go on Amazon Prime, right? Because you can always rent, even if you can't stream it somewhere, you can always rent a movie on Amazon Prime. Three ninety nine. More max. options. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. Go on Amazon Prime. Not available in the U.S. And uh, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, this is like baffling to me because first of all, 
I'm an American. Everything is available to me in the U.S. This is bullshit. <laughs> um, and this is 2021. Like, I, I just don't understand. I didn't really look into it. Like, I, I, I'm sure there's just some sort of like, um, a lot of times with like the the production company that makes the movie is a different. It's like a, you know, like it'll be like we were just a TV streaming co- uh, production company, and then now it's the fucking now we're working with Paramount, so it's different right rights to the project or whatever but um i'm trying to see i don't see that was that's funny that you say because that's what i was looking at i was expecting like a sabin or sabon uh like production the guy who did like power rangers he's like a megalomaniac when he gets himself on like some rare properties but it's just bandai and it's sony pictures entertainment i mean seems pretty straightforward yeah, i'm trying like to find the reason Especially, especially with Cowboy Bebop back in the the zeitgeist right now, you would think it would be like it's a perfect time if it wasn't on anything. It's like let's just put it back up for a little bit because why the fuck not? Like this is uh well, that kind of goes to my it. question too. With like uh, I know on the big picture, uh, he kind of brought my attention to it. Uh, Sean uh, Fantasy brought my attention to it. And now that he did, I can't stop noticing it. It's that okay, there's a new release out in movies. Uh, you know, they're going to do the Dune release um, digitally and then they're going to pull it back, do a the- theatrical run for as long as they can withstand it and then they bring it back onto the streaming service. What I don't understand is like releasing the third man and then like taking it back. Like, I don't understand. It's like, well, am I supposed to, are we supposed to just kind of be constantly looking at these libraries and like, my whole point with this is should I be waiting for the Cowboy Bebop movie to like periodically show up on certain streaming services and like I should just have it there should just be access to it once it's on a streaming site like why are we playing this we're almost uh playing a a game that's completely unnecessary I don't I don't understand it especially for um not necessarily even classics but older movies where it's like okay like the third man it's like no one's gonna join hbo max just to get the third man you know what i mean like yeah they're like, not trying to get their hands on the third man for cheap yeah. like even if you're like a, a like a, a big orson wells uh like fan acolyte whatever you know what yeah, i mean like a big zither fan yeah one you would either have already <laughs> you would either already have owned it on physical like uh physical media Blu-ray, mm-hmm. dvd whatever you would have, or you would have seen it already, but it's also like that's not going to drive me to get an HBO Max subscription for a month. Whereas, no, it's going to make me torrent it. It's going to make me exactly it's going to bring me back to my old ways. Into it, my, it's going to like, it's going to make me a pirate. Yeah, exactly. And it's like at, at least with like when there's a new like the, them doing that with like HBO doing that with the new releases makes sense because people would join a service like because it's, it's it's essentially the equivalent of buying a movie ticket. It's actually cheaper. Especially if you have mm-hmm. a, a family and you want, you know, whatever, it's it's way cheaper. It's just like, okay, I'm just, like I want to watch the um, King Richard. I want to watch uh, the Matrix is coming out. I want to watch Space Jam two, whatever. I'll just get a HBO Max subscription for for a month. I might cancel. I might not. Whatever. Doesn't make any sense. Where it's like a and it's not and like it, the third man is a, is a, uh, you know it's a it's an acclaimed movie, but it's not like like we finally got the Godfather and it's only here for a month. It's like. Like it, it, these are not even like um, essential titles, you know what I mean? So it's it's an odd choice. It, it's it's crazy, and that's where it's like it, it the 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 act of being a cinephile or the act of loving media. Like I don't even know what it is because we're talking about TV shows here too. Like we're not even talking about exactly movies. Like just having this like like Akira, you know what I'm saying? Like there's there's many instances of like original cuts being completely missing, uh, completely missing. Um, and it's just, it's making it hard to love something. And I just don't understand why at a time nowadays where there is an alternative, which is piracy. It's like, you're basically stopping fans from interacting with your art, whatever that might be. And I just don't understand that. And that kind of goes into that whole like NFT, 
you know, baseball card thing. Like, Hey, I have the thing that you don't. So now that I, yeah. I enjoy this more than you, but it's like, I don't, I just don't see the, I don't see the benefit from a, from a production standpoint, from an artistic standpoint, like not releasing your work. It really seems counterintuitive. Yeah, and it's like even like like you said, because it, it it does like it's fallen into like the the NFT sort of space, or like even like you know like the 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 capitalistic um, mission to commodify everything. But mm-hmm. even then, like like it would make it makes sense at least in the case of like a new release or a classic release. But like there's minor things that are like um, even on Criterion, it makes more sense. Like Criterion Channel does that where they have like a rotation of movies, and they're like this is going to be going um, on you know, November 30th, this, these are all going to be gone. So, like, you know, watch them now or whatever. That makes a little yeah, bit more okay. sense because one, it's not, they don't have the money. I, I guess the, you know, the licensing, I'm sure it costs money and it's like, um, uh, I'm sure they don't have the money necessarily to keep all those films constantly. And it's a, it's a, it's a much smaller operation than Netflix or whatever, but something like, mm-hmm. with, something like with Netflix or even better, something HBO max specifically, because I would say probably 90% or more of their titles are, Warner Brothers Productions. Mm-hmm. So, so what, what are the licensing fees? You know what I mean? Like, they're not who who's charging them. Like Orson Welles is not saying like you can't have. You know I mean, like because he 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 doesn't. Uh, I, I would assume that he doesn't even have that right. You know, and, and also he's dead. But uh, well, even, if, if, even in life, he would have had that right because the studio owns the movie. It's right in the spirit with the history of Hollywood. And the more I learn about Hollywood, the more I realize is Hollywood essentially sets up businesses and middleman for itself to pay itself along the way. Right. Like, and that is just the way they set everything up. And I always kind of wondered, like, how do you know, how does Hollywood make money? And you start to realize, like, oh, they set up they basically to make a production. They, you know, they rent out studios. They do all this stuff. They create a bunch of losses and they essentially write that off as a failing business, get all the tax write offs of that. And then they uh, they file the movie and it's released as a complete, completely different business. And then they make all the, the profit off of that and they pay their taxes off of that. So it's just like one of those crazy things. And that's a unbelievably oversimplified version of how Hollywood does what it does. Um, and it's just, you kind of just see it now. In the di- I think the irony is that the technology is basically putting a mirror up to that system where it's like, wait a second, I can understand if the third man, you know what I'm saying? There's one reel left and literally making more copies of this on, on analog tape is going to wear out the initial, you know, the original yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, destroy the, 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 the- the um the negative there is yeah exactly there's just sort of the negative there's literally like a a risk to it it's like dude this is it's already digital we've already 4k 17 80 thousand peed it all the fucking (laughs) way out and now it's 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 uh it's a it's an eternal file and it's i you're just basically restricting sharing with us because you feel like you're not getting your cut like you feel like Warner Brothers, you got gypped out of your third man money. Like it's like you didn't get enough money on it. I, I, I just am baffled. It's like just engage your customers, make us rabid fans. You know what I'm saying? Give us the free shit that has been out for a hundred years and make us a more cult, you know, make us a more ravenous, you know, fan base. I, I, I just don't understand it. You know, movies and I apologize to rant, but movies is the opposite opposite of sports, right? Sports is like, you know what? I, I don't care how much of a sports fan you are experiencing a game in real time versus after the fact are two totally different things, right? You can definitely study a game and go to the tape and study it that way. But a lot of sports is living it in real time, not knowing what's going to happen. Whereas I think film is something, the idea of revisiting is inherent in it. And so you have that built in. Why not make people 
allow people to get that habit of revisiting more often to get them to start consuming. I, I, it, it, will, it will baffle me until it changes. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't make... Uh, it, it just feels like it's just like another attempt to just have you buy the balls. You know what I mean? Like the people yeah. who are in power just want to have us buy the balls. I wanted to mention something. Um, speaking of like Hollywood accounting, um, Hollywood accounting rather, um, there was an interesting thing I saw on Twitter. Uh, so, you know, famously, um, like I... I uh, Hollywood accounting is also like, you know, they often say like, they make a big profit on a movie, but they say, oh, we actually we actually didn't make any money on this movie because of, you know, whatever bullshit reason. I, was, I was, mm-hmm. saw this tweet the other day. Um, well, one, I saw a tweet of, like maybe a year ago. The the writer of Men in Black, Ed Solomon, uh, I follow him on Twitter, and he said um, he still really hasn't made any back-end money. He hasn't made any back-end money on Men in Black because... Um, I forgot what studio that is. Uh, Universal um, <clears throat> said that they they still haven't made profit on that movie, which, which is which is insane. Um, insane. But I, Burger King's endorsement alone, I've yes. eaten enough cinnamon rolls alone to pay for the Men in Black. You know, entire marketing if, if, if campaign. If Men in Black didn't make its money back at this point, Universal would have like gone. That was a huge movie for them. Like, <laughs> they, up, if something yeah. like if something that 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 big a hit for them didn't make it, they wouldn't be in existence anymore. But they would became Inversal. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I saw another thing um, on Twitter this past week. It was um, uh, it, somebody uh, retweeted this um, news story, and it was like uh, Hollywood accounting's greatest masterpiece. It said, um, "Bohemian Rhapsody, despite making nine hundred and despite make, earning nine hundred eleven million dollars worldwide on a fifty five million dollar budget, Bohemian Rhapsody didn't make a profit and actually made a fifty one million dollar loss." It's like that's the shit we were talking about. I was like, how the fuck? Like I, just, you when, can't see it, but I'm clapping for that person. Like whoever did that, yeah, it's, like it's it amazing. It's it's just crazy to me. Like this is kind of I guess we're just kind of getting off on like societal tangents here, and I'm ready. I'm all in on it. It's just I'm a you know I like to learn about accounting. I like to learn how you know tax code affects me, and I just keep thinking and in, in like more and more and more. It's like how can you do the simple arithmetic of I spent fifty five million dollars on this, I made nine hundred fifty one million dollars on this. I lost $55 million on this. Like that's first grade arithmetic. Like that's maybe third grade. You're on three digits now. You know what I'm saying? You've surpassed the two digits. You're in the hundreds now and you're able to handle the subtraction. How, tell me how that math works. And then we start to wonder like, Oh, is the capitalist system working? It's like, tell me how in, in, in logical terms, how that money, where that money is going and like theoretically how it's being transferred into that negative $51 million because that matters. Like it's almost a cute thing where you're like, hats off to you, sir. You fucked us. You know what I'm saying? You've, you've done your job super well, but also there's like a, but wait, how did that happen? Cause in my head, minus that $51 million there is essentially there's about a billion dollars going missing right now. Right. Yeah, just about, yeah, like, more, yeah, give, give or take, yeah, just about. <laughs> where's that billion dollars going? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no yeah. one's interested in that money, like, at all? Well, that's the thing. It's, like, it's one of those things where, like, the average person doesn't know that they're doing that, and they make it their mission to make sure that you don't know, and even if you do know, what could you do about it? You know what I mean? It's like, because, like, exactly. like how, like, exactly. it was like even if, I, like, because... When you think about it in those in these terms, like okay, if that's happening there, that's definitely happening somewhere else in other industries, in other uh, in the government. In that they don't report yeah. their box office earnings. On. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but like people aren't thinking about it. They would just be like, why? Why would I care how much money Bohemian Rhapsody made? You know, it's like because that this is the stuff that allows there to be movies. This is the stuff that mm-hmm. allows there to be a functioning fucking society. Like 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 knowing we're like fuck, dude. 
even if because like oftentimes they say it's hard to make a, a profit on a movie because if you if if, if, a, if a movie has a hundred million dollar budget you're gonna spend at least a hundred million dollars to, pr- to promote it you know what I mean especially if it's, yeah. you know because if you're spending that yes. much money you're gonna promote the yes. hell out of it so even if let's say it's fifty five million dollars right was mm-hmm. their 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 uh production budget let's say they spent four times that much so that's about two hundred and twenty uh million dollars they would still have made. Even if you so, if you double to two twenty, um, so, so if you say if you spent two twenty, you need to make at least let's say three hundred to really even start to like creep into a profit. Mm-hmm. Um, you still make four hundred, um, what uh, six hundred and eleven million dollars? That doesn't make any sense. Like, there's no way. Like, like where is that money? Um, th- Where's people getting insane. their stimulus checks revoked? Fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah. the IRS is wondering how how they got their stimulus check, and then we're yeah we're we're over here. Looking at a straightforward, no big story. Like this is not a controversial story. This is not any. There's no newspaper headlines, despite the fact that this was brought up off of a Twitter feed or some sort of newspaper. Yeah, but it wasn't uh, like a, it began. wasn't like a New York Times expose. It was like a comment. Like it was, it was it was it was it was it was more akin to like an IMDb trivia fact. The way it's presented uh, on the on Twitter, it's not. It wasn't like um like breaking. <laughs> it wasn't like a like this is this sinister action in Hollywood. It was more like a. Yeah, it's an interesting fact. Despite making, you know, whatever. A movie. It's just one movie, guys. Just think about that. It's like, you know, you can you can completely agree with us and to you, you get it. And if you don't agree with us, just understand that was one movie yep. of that year. That wasn't even the most successful movie of that year. I'm pretty sure I, I, I genuinely am not having in front of me that like The Last Jedi or something like that was probably a more successful movie financially that year. You know, there's, so, yeah, it was, there's that, I mean, other... it was definitely more like, big. I mean, it was Marvel movies out that year. And it, you know, it, yeah, it was that an end game year. You know what I'm saying? That's for 2018, 2019. I'm trying to remember when that year, that movie came out it was 2017. I'm now I'm just throwing out years, but 2018, long story short, 2018 is that it's just, that's just one movie. And meanwhile, you know, there's some fucking, sorry, there's some preteen <laughs> whacking off right now to the Cowboy Bebop movie because his dad's the the owner of Bandai Japan, you know yep. what I'm saying? And he gets to watch that movie, but we don't because, Noah, I'm not making a couple hundred million to disappear overseas. It's not worth it for me. So Noah, who gets to enjoy it? Only us. Yeah. It's, 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 just it's a shame. Yeah. Um, I was going to just say one last thing on this is like, it, the reason this is something that should matter to people is because this is literally just an attempt to fuck uh, like creators and um, like uh, creatives out of back end money. You know what I mean? You mm. say you didn't make a profit on it, so so a guy mm. like Ed Solomon can't because you say, oh yeah, we'll give you uh, points on the back end. I don't know if, if people don't know what points on the back end is. It's basically like um, you get a percentage of the per- of the movie's profits, right? But a lot of times what they'll do, they won't give you a percentage of the uh, the gross. They'll give you a percentage of the net. First of all, points is very difficult to get on the back end. Like very few people actually get them. But when they do, it's usually like two percent. But two percent of a billion dollars is a whole fucking lot of money. Um, but what they'll do is counting residual rights. Yeah, exactly. But what they'll do is they'll say, okay, we'll give you two percent of the the net, not the gross. So then when the, when Hollywood accounting starts to go into places, like we, we, they'll say, um. You know, a year later, you're like, okay, this movie made a billion dollars. We're like, should I be seeing? They're like, well, actually, it'll give you a fucking big ass dossier of papers that you'll never read that says like, this is why you we didn't actually make any money on this because we spent this much on marketing and then secondary marketing once it was on DVD. You know, like, yeah, fuck out of here. 
crazy. It's just craziness. And we can go, honestly, dude, we can literally have a whole entire podcast on this. Uh, it, it, it goes so deep and it just, it's just, it's crazy. I think you brought it to the best point though, man, uh, is that the creatives, the people, the people who love this shit, you know what I'm saying? More than us, man. People who are sacrificing, you know, hours and hours and hours of their life just to put something out that maybe you might never see. Uh, you know, there's a lot of blood, sweat and tears going to that. And it's one thing to say, you know what? Your movie suck. Cause even, you know, I would like to say like a really, like a really talented basketball player. If you're the best guy at your town, like, and you can barely play like, you know, D level basketball. It's like, dude, you're still great at basketball. It's just, you're not going to be able to be a pro. My point with this analogy is that people who are not able to make pro be a pro or like that top 1% of directors or actors or costume designers or makeup artists or hundreds of people that get employed by this don't get to make money. And that's the thing that's just really sad because that, those are the people who just care so much and they will do it for free. And basically they get exploited because they love it. And that's the saddest part of it all. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, you know, it's also I'm sure sad. You could have actually, I'm sure you could have though. To be honest, I, I think you probably could have said it a little more brief, but not better. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, speaking of sad uh, goings on in Hollywood, um, the fucking, Spider-Man Far From Home trailer came out recently. I don't know if you've seen it. Um uh, but um I, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out on I don't know if I'm out on the MCU as a whole, but I think I'm just done. Like um and here's why. I th- I watched the trailer and a lot of, you know, it was a big deal. Like this was like a huge trailer for Marvel, you know, they fucking ran it out theaters and people were like which is like it is bonkers. Like, especially once you see the trailers, like, people, they read it out at theaters and people could see this bullshit. Like, like I remember, like, people used to line up to go see trailers back in the day, like, the Phantom Menace trailer in front of Meet Joe Black, whatever. But, like, at least you you had to go, see, you were going to see a movie ostensibly. You might have walked out after, but, but you bought a ticket for a movie. You didn't buy a ticket for a, I mean, in, a, in essence, you bought a ticket for a trailer, but you had to buy a ticket for a movie. You didn't go there, like, the, the presentation wasn't a trailer. Um, I saw the trailer, I'm just like, it doesn't look bad. It's just like, it, it, it's, I, I, I'm done. I don't know. I, I can't explain what it. What are you telling me? It's like, what are you telling me? What more of the story are you going to add? You know what I'm saying? Like, there is nothing That's exactly more my point. Te- Here's what I was yes. going to say. Sorry to, sorry to cut you off. But. No, please. What I've realized is why I'm I'm out on certain, um, and, I mean, we were just in here raving over Dune. So it, it's not that I'm out on blockbuster uh, filmmaking. It's that I'm out on movies that aren't necessarily really trying to tell good stories right mm-hmm. and that's what it feels like with the marvel stuff is like they're telling that this is an expansive story that's you know you gotta this is just a, a part of the bigger but it's like it it, it 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 more and more especially after endgame um it feels start it feels more like product to me rather than art and it, it always okay. has been but it doesn't feel like there is like an attempt to like tell the best possible story. Like uh, there's a GQ. Um, I, I heard you. Um, I'm gonna let you jump oh, in please, in a second. No, please. I got. It. I got my my bookmark. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So there's a GQ article on Tom. Um, GQ uh, profile on Tom Holland this past week. Um, and uh, you know, it, you know, obviously he talked a lot about the movie. And it, one of the things he said is that um, they uh, this movie was supposed to. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which ties into this very strongly because Doctor Strange is a integral part of Spider-Man Far From Home, was supposed to come out originally before Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know what happened. I think I think Sony just was like, no, we want to put this out first because they co-own 
the, the Spider-Man movie, they, they, they own Spider-Man, the character, but they, they co-produced the movies with Marvel. So they have the right to say, no, we're going to put it out now. And Marvel can't really do anything about it. I think that's what it was. But anyway, mm-hmm. so they said um, because they put this out first, they had to rewrite a lot of stuff in this movie. And they were like rewriting on set, which is something that happens in a lot of movies. And they were saying that um, uh, they were rewriting on set. And at one point they were like filming a, a pivotal third act scene. And then Tom Holland was just like, this kind of doesn't make any sense. And they had to just kind of rewrite it on the fly or whatever. And then they had to now go back and do reshoots for Dr. Strange because um, now you have to make those changes match the changes that happened in this movie. And it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, like, like there should, there shouldn't, it, it shouldn't be that reliant on, first of all, I, I I don't want to see a Spider-Man movie where he's interacting with Doctor Strange and like you know uh, Iron Man's here and like, like yes, that's where's the, Craven? Like where yes, like, there's so many the, good characters that he could go on. And his do Spider-Man's Rogue Gallery is only second to Batman's in terms of like great villains and um just a uh, side characters that he can interact with. I'm I, I just don't like the idea that like everything has to be super expansive now. At the expense of what is good about um, the the actual characters in the movie, and and this and it's especially evident to me because something like Spider Verse, right? Which I, I was like, one, I feel like they should have stopped making Spider Man movies after Spider Verse because I think it's the yes. it's perfect. It's the most perfect Spider Man thing that's ever existed in like and visual will ever media. Exist. Yes, um, exactly. But people could make the argument, well, Spider Verse did all this; they're adding other, but it's like it's. It's literally just adding in more Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not adding in like like oh well, well, what if Captain America was here to to and, and Peter had his shield for no no it's like it's it's it is it's literally the most possible Spider-Man you could put in a movie and still have it be coherent. I think it, it, it and at the base of that movie it's excellent storytelling. It's basic shit. You know what I mean? But it's mm-hmm. it's it's basic shit done really well. Amazing visuals, amazing voice acting, like amazing soundtrack. Uh, a great score, everything. Where for like the Marvel movies is just sort of like, um, are right, we going to get you to the next phase of the uh, the next phase or the next um, installment? By well, once you see this, you can't even imagine what it's going to mean for uh, for Phase Four. What's going to mean for Doctor Strange? What it's going to mean for uh, you know, Kang the Conqueror? Like, what is it, it going to mean for Spider Man? That's what I care about. Yes. What is it going to what mean, mean for this movie? I want to spend two hours and thirty bucks watching. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to know what this is going to affect me now, not three years down the line and 10 movies later. Yes. And I think the reason this is affecting me more now, like I'm, I'm, I'm less accepting of it is because we already had end game. Right. And which, what I mean by that is I was on board for like, okay, the buildup where it's like, okay, this is just, you know, you getting a little bit of this snippet here, uh, of like a larger story because, I was excited for like that's the first time that ever happened, you know, like like building up a, a, a creating a cinematic universe that's all leading towards this one literal end game. Um, and even that being said, I think a lot of the storytelling was done well in those movies. Like I think the Captain America trilogy, even though it adds in other characters, I think it was is very Steve Rogers centered in the sense of like it's it's Steve's story. There's there's parts of uh, there are emotional arcs that are kind of blunted and not fully seen through because they say, well, we're going to, you know, it's going to pick up in the uh, um, Avengers movie. But largely, I think it was, those are Steve-centric movies. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like now, so much more just like, okay, like, this character is only showing up briefly as a teaser for this other thing. And it's like, what about Spider-Man? Like, I don't know. I don't get it. Well, can I, 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 I want to address your point on a, like, a philosophical, holistic approach because, like, what you're saying 
is totally right. But can I just point out like practically where I think they went wrong on this and where they could have totally done this right. And it comes back down to Spider-Man basically. Yeah. They fucked up with secret. They, they fucked up with secret wars. Basically if Sony would have played ball and they would have had Kevin Feige in the meetings from day one, way back, you know what I'm saying? From when this was incepted in 2008 or 10, I forget when like actually everything gets going. Um, long story short, if they would have had that type of vision put together, they could have had Spider-Man do his natural arc. Right. And then we could have had Spider-Man go and have basically the secret wars. He becomes the focus of the secret wars and gets the Venom costume and they could have done the whole, the symbiote and kind of done the whole thing. They could have reignited the, they could have basically, uh, what do you call it? Uh, book ended infinity war with secret war, basically right. As soon as infinity war is over, everyone's rested up. But again, they couldn't have happened because they already had Venom. Venom already came out before infinity war was over and basically having Venom ruined the, whatever hopes MCU had of doing their next greatest collaboration. Now, they're just winging it. Now they're like, oh shit, we don't have any material to go off of. There is no unifying storyline in Marvel that is going to get all these characters back in the same place again. And we're just kind of going to create our own new narrative. And it sucks. I mean, go watch the Eternals. I mean, is it good? Do you like what you're watching? You know, go watch Far From Home. Like, are you just, are you entertained? Are you, are you buying in for that next movie, 10 movies down the line? Or are you enjoying the movie you're watching in front of your face? And I think that's your point. You know, like I could watch, um, uh, Spider-Verse a hundred times and every single time I watch it, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I could watch, you know, Spider-Man, uh, no way home. Is that the last one before this? Yeah. And it's like, I oh, yeah, watched no, it the yeah, first yeah, time. Yeah, no one's like, no way oh, home. That's one was far from home. Far from home. Yeah. Um, it's like far from home. It's like, Oh, that was awesome. And then you watch it again. You're like, Oh, well like now, like it served its purpose and it's only purpose is to get you to the next movie. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. There's, there's, there's always, there, there is a constant sort of, um, like, you're satisfied to a point, you know, with a lot of these movies. And like, you know, obviously Marvel didn't invent you know, cliffhangers, but most of the movies don't necessarily have cliffhangers. It's more of a, like, um, for the full story, like, it's like a, it's like when you go on a New York Times article and it's like, um, you, you had, you reached your limit for the month and it's like, for the full story, you gotta fucking get a subscription. It's like, no, yeah. I don't, I just wanted to watch this movie. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to have to watch a Doctor Strange. And I, I liked Doctor Strange, the first one, well enough. I thought it was fine. I thought, you know, there's a lot of, I think it had the, you know, one of my, one of the better third acts of uh, the Marvel movies simply because it was one of the only times where someone had to solve the problem with the villain they're facing by logic and not by punching them in the face. You know what I mean? Not yes. like, like it was like, okay, like how do I defeat a, a guy who, um, uh, you know, who can't be stopped is like I drive him insane with a, I have the time so I can just like make him repeat the same moment over and over and eventually he'll be like, just get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, you win. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think that's a fascinating thing, way to go about it. And it, it, it happens in none of these movies other than um, Doctor Strange. But my point is... Well, go so ahead. I, I, the one thing I wanted to say, and maybe I'll let you finish up your point first, but what I wanted to point to briefly was the difference between Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams, the difference between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. Because I think there, because you were saying early in this conversation, like, you're not tired of the blockbuster. Like, you like Dune. You're not saying that I'm done on this type of stuff. And I feel like that's the same exact story, the same exact universe. And one is done like, hey, let's make this movie as interesting as it can be. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm going to focus on this movie. Whereas the other one, it's like, I'm going to make this movie either all fan service 
and and also basically tease out how far we can go from here. Like, oh, this is not over. We can, can continue to expand this again and again and again and again. And you're just like left with the dread of, I don't want this to expand that again and again. I want the Skywalker saga to be over, yes. which I think I, and I know that's kind of what they wanted to do, but I don't think they achieved that in the set. That, that didn't, that moment didn't occur to me in like a moment of like, you know what? Let Skywalker end. Like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't feel like satisfied. I was like overwhelmed with the threat that they might even put another thing about a Skywalker saga, <laughs> you know, in front of me. It's like, and I just feel like if you watch those movies, you could tell Ryan Johnson was not thinking about the series as a whole and in the end made a better Star Wars property because of it. Absolutely. Because the, that's what it's all about, man. Finding the mistakes, finding the creativity. Thank God for Tom Holland saying, you know what, this doesn't make sense. Because imagine the movie they were just going to put out because they knew they were going to make $200 million anyways, $300 million anyways. And thank God for that, at least someone checking it. But when it's systemic, not systemic, when it's like uh, centralized and it's not just from one actor who has limited to no control over an entire movie, you know, it, coming from a director, when the director's like, you know what? I care about the story itself right now, not the 10 movies from now, not, you know, the Disney Channel plus, you know, spinoff we're going to get The Last Jedi. And I don't know, man, I think The Last Jedi fucking rocks and fucking Rise of Skywalker made me feel like a fool for liking Star Wars. Yes. Well, two points. I'm going to do just the Skywalker part of it. And then I'm going to go back to the Spider-Man thing. And then we're going to actually talk a little bit. I haven't. Uh, this is I didn't bring this up to you, but there's some Star Wars stuff that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, wow. that's separate like uh, more like about Lucasfilm than about a specific movie but anyway Star Wars point I think the reason like the, the, the Rise of Skywalker thing didn't work in terms of like this is the end of the Skywalker saga because the problem with them trying to make Rise of Skywalker the end of the Skywalker saga is that even Force Awakens wasn't about the Skywalker saga you know what I mean like, like mm. there was no nothing about the marketing of it like obviously there was you know it, a lot of it relied on the nostalgia of the original uh, series with bringing back Han bringing back Luke bringing back Leia or whatever but it wasn't saying like okay the, the, the story to us seemed like you were bringing in these characters but what we're really going to do is follow these new characters Rey, Finn, Poe um Kelly, uh, what's Kelly Marie Tran's name in um, Last Jedi? I can't remember. But um, the point is, following, using the, kind of using um, the original trilogy as a springboard or trampoline to launch these, like, it's like, okay, like, okay, this might not work without these guys. So if we bring back Luke, people are going to come for Luke and then they'll stay because, damn, John Boyega is fucking charming. Daisy Ridley's fucking <laughs> charming. Like, Kylo Ren is fucking, like, an amazing, you know what I mean? Like, but once, you know, the fucking bad faith backlash to last jedi happening we're like whoa uh we gotta make it you know what i mean like we gotta go back to the, the go back to the drawing board and fucking it, it's about it was about the skywalker saga like this this was not about the skywalker saga this was not about that at all so it's a really weird choice back to the spy um spider-man thing um i think what it is is i you you, you the more you go on you you can sort of sort of see the seams of it right like um, the like I'm it's it's uh, I kind of lost my point, but um, <laughs> it's like Truman World, like the what, what, what's the uh, uh, what's the, oh my god Truman Jim Carrey movie Truman Show. It's like yeah, the farther you go, the more you see the scenes. It's like oh wait, I've reached the extent of this universe. Like there is no more universe to inhabit. So go find a new one. That's the beautiful thing about intellectual creative thought. It's like it's infinite. Go do something else. There's Dune. Get everyone going on. Dune. You know what I'm saying? Change. It's time to change. You know, and just people don't know unless you die. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Here's, oh yeah. That, that actually the Dune thing actually brought me back to my point. My point was the other thing with with, with, with comics is I am not of the, and again this is gonna be a weird take because how much I like Dune, but I don't need to see things on screen, right? So like mm. I like seeing Spider Man on screen. I don't need to see Spider like like people mm. say like 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 when people are like oh I love this because it's finally the chance to see the, like I didn't need to see this like I like the book I read the book I read the comic I read whatever like and and the, what I am excited to see is because I say okay what are we bringing to this what what is the visual medium of of fil- of live action filmmaking or animated filmmaking bringing to this that I couldn't get from the comic book and that's something that I'm mm. not necessarily experiencing with a lot of these movies it's like okay like this is yes now I can see them move but like is this is the medium maximizing the character or is it just like we have this character let's put him on screen you know what i mean i feel like again going back to spider-verse spider-verse maximizes spider-man you know what i mean one you don't have to spider-verse could you know god uh um uh barring some sort of like uh death of uh, one of the the voice actors they could run those movies for 10 more years, right? If they wanted to, mm-hmm. with the same voice cast, it being virtually the same age, and it, there wouldn't be any like, like, but with, with, um, uh, so you could, you could tell more stories, um, without having like, the, the thing with Spider Man is like, we've really, we've genuinely have had three different Spider Men in 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they mainly just move on because like, Tom Holland was talking about it sort of right now. GQ plays like GQ piece. He's like, at some point, I don't necessarily want to be Spider Man anymore. You know what I mean? So then we're gonna have to reboot it simply because, like the 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 logistics of like like yeah, people grow out of parts. They don't want to do it anymore. They like they don't feel like they're making enough money. They want to do fucking more serious parts or like just stuff that they don't want to be. They don't want to be Spider Man anymore. You don't have to worry about that with animation. You don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about that with comic books. The most you have to worry about with comic books is like the creative team saying like, okay I, I, can I move on to a new book but like they'll the creative teams will, like will write a, uh, a book for fucking 10 years if you let them um, mm-hmm. so I, I feel like it, I, with this era of not just Marvel but a lot of stuff I'm just, I'm just starting to just see like the um, the 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 machinations beyond the the filmmaking that are, are in play right because like we're back to the storytelling part right Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's good that Tom Holland says, "Okay, it's, I feel like it's not making any sense, right?" But if it was really about the art and not about like um, the profit of it, you shut down production and say, "Okay, let's rather than let's let's rewrite twenty pages to have like I've read some stuff about like you know different Marvel writers or whatever, like they're just like rewriting." Yeah, I wrote 15 pages on a fly today, and it's like, why would you not just shut down production and let's get the best possible right? Like, you I mean the, let's, let's let's rewrite it the right way, and then we'll go back and film it instead of um doing it on the fly. You know why? Because it's it's a business, so it's a um it's they have this release date set in stone years like years before it's even started production. They'll say. Every year when Marvel has like when they go to a Comic Con or they have D twenty three or whatever, and it's like untitled uh, Marvel project, you know June twenty twenty four. It's like how do you you just have a placeholder spot? Like you don't even like it's just it's just product. It's I don't the know. opposite opposite way of writing. The opposite way that you should you should approach these these sort of things. And it's just 
it's funny because you're 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 nailing. It. I feel like it's just literally coming. To, uh, the seams are coming undone on it, and basically, they're it's going to try to rewrite itself. I feel like eventually they're just going to write a movie of people watching a movie. They're like that's like the only thing left that they can do essentially in these in these universes. It's it's honestly atrocious. Yeah, and and, and my final point on the Spider Man stuff, and just like the Marvel, like seeing certain stuff on screen and like not maximizing the thing. It's like my ultimate point with this one is like um. This doesn't feel weird enough for me, right? Which is like, like, again, it goes back to the kind of like the commodifying and commercializing and like the business part of it rather than the artistic part of it. It's like, I feel like a, a multiverse uh, movie should be weirder. You know what I mean? I, I feel like it should be like more, like even like Thor Ragnarok, which, you know, many people hold up as one of the better Marvel movies. Like they, they talk about how much like the Jack Kirby influence is there. But it's like, it's, it's there, but not fully. Like it's not like as, it's not really like weirdo Jack Kirby shit because they're scared to do that because they're not going to make any money. I think the closest thing that comes, the closest movies that come to that, um, not necessarily Jack Kirby, but um, just like just being their own thing and being weird are the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, and those are personally probably my favorite movies because they're like okay, like we're gonna just do oddball shit. It's not all obviously they still have to work within the Marvel um ecosystem and like 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 there's I'm sure they're not allowed to do certain shit, but it's like like it's not enough weird well, storytelling. There's not enough weird characters. There's not enough weird like there's there's like okay yes we've accepted that there's a there's a talking rock man or whatever that's weird for mainstream audiences but that's not really that weird well the, what they need is they they know that they are relying on the fact that you're going to watch these movies and i think that's kind of what we're pointing to and why these movies aren't as good anymore is because they used to need, these movies used to need a fire on all cylinders and make you love them laugh at them be excited by them and understand that they need to have you every moment and now they're like wait a second even if we have a flat line in ant-man 7 it doesn't matter because it's going to carry. I know the person's going to watch Ant Man eight, and kind of what, I was, what the irony of what and of what's happening and why Spider Verse works and why the other one doesn't is Spider Verse took three years to make, right? And animations take a long time, and it's the reason why every Pixar movie is good. And I'm not saying they're the best movies of all time, but they are objectively good. Is that they? Um, is that they take the time to do these stories over and over again. And I know to the viewer, it seems like it's F of duh. Of course the rat goes underneath the guy's hat and pulls on his hair to make the, you know what I'm saying? But do you know how many other versions of that they probably, you know, workshopped before they, that's what they landed on because a hundred different reasons. Wait, it might not be the most effective to have them on the back of the jacket because we're not going to see them. It's not going to be as funny. They're thinking about all, not only the logistics, how it's going to impact the story and long story short is, the fact that the vehicle now is saying we need to have five Marvel pictures out this year and we used to feel lucky if we got three, mm -hmm. that needs to change. And that's where I was kind of like, I, was, I made a spacious point about five minutes ago where I didn't know where I was going. It was basically just like the, the idea that they're writing this backwards. Whereas like there, you can tell that the momentum of the universe is what's creating the next movie, not oh, I have a really good idea. I think I know how to do this differently. With Ragnarok and uh, I forget the name of the rock man who's Taika, what is it? Is it uh, man, I can't think of the rock man's name. Taika Waititi. But, it, but yeah, no, I Taika Waititi, but what is his name? Oh, in Korg. The, Korg. He's not a Marvel character as far as I know. And I think that's what we're talking about when you're talking about being creative. It's not whether, you know, a giant space being is going to zap down. Like, I know that kind of seems like the, what you, why people can misunderstand your point. What you're saying is get creative within the material, expand on it. Don't just, if your best, if your goal is at best to just recreate the comic book, then you're not, then you've already failed. 
because you're you are not you're no you're not going to serve the material any better and you should just leave it in the hands of the master that already created that material that you love so much right. but if you have something to say and you want to expand on it which is valid and possible then have something to say and show me it don't just you know do your four sequel for spider-man because sony pictures has no other good ideas left in the in the tank for that year yeah and it, just, it, just feels like, it just feels like everything is like, like just sort of like by the book storytelling you know what i mean it doesn't feel like um like there's any real like like swings as far as like like it feels like it's like like you said like it's it's um the movies are being made um would you say like for the universe rather than for the character like like i think like um like a lot of times the decision that they make that a character makes in this movie they make the, the character make that decision because it makes the most sense for the end game that they have in in mind but not the most sense for the character in this movie you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's like okay well we need spider-man to do this or we need dr strange to do this because and you know in you know avengers four or five you know five or six whatever we we he has to do this but it's like what about why not make him make an interesting choice now right and then when it's time to write the avengers or whatever build the story off of like the interesting choice rather than the choice that has like you know I mean like building in like well he did something that he wouldn't have done because it has to make sense later no fucking if the story changes the story changes that's how that's how it should work you know what I mean like, like well, why can't i think the problem is that things can't end and when you have yep. the, the rule that things can't end it fucks your writing up because then there's no more stakes you've removed all stakes it's like end it like dude how much did we love transformers yeah, we loved, we loved way too much. We <laughs> loved it way too much. Is Transformers even a good movie? It's almost debatable now. If you told me that in high school, I would have never been like, dude, you're an idiot. Like, Transformers is one of the best action movies ever. Loved it. Yeah, loved it, right? when we were 14, it was the fucking coolest shit. That was the coolest the shit world. literally ever. And it was like, it had everything we wanted. And we can go into the depths of why that was speaking to uh, that the teenage boy psyche. Um, nonetheless... If Imagine Transformers was only that one movie, how much better would that legacy live on? Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, it works. It works better as like okay, like this is this is this is this is the story we were telling, you know. And it's like a lot of the, like especially a lot of those fucking Transformers sequels, was like Revenge of the like they, the All Spark was on Earth for a long, like get this bullshit the fuck. This is bullshit. Like what are you t- like Dude, dinosaurs? Prime, like <laughs> well, I was gonna say Optimus Prime is gonna win in the end. And that's why after you tell the first story, unless you have something to say philosophically or really need to use the medium to say a different point, if the people just love the characters and love the action in a movie, essentially, you know the rest of the series. If you tell me they're going to make a diehard six, I mean, sorry, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, guess what? Bruce Willis is living through all of those movies instantaneously. But if there's only Die Hard 1 and 2, it's like, all right, that's pretty, you know what I'm saying? There's pretty cool things that they're talking about different, you know, socio-political, you know, terrorists this time. It's like, okay, I can get it. I can fuck with it. But it's it's the fact that they're like, Noah, we know we're going to make a solid $50 million off this. So no matter what, we're going to keep churning this out. And yep. that's where the art dies. And, it, and, it's, and it's like, it's product in the sense that it's like, okay, like you said, it's not like, okay, we do I have it? Like, do I have a new story here? It's okay. People love this. We got to make more. And then it's like, gotta, yeah, and, exactly. if, and if the writer and director of the first one don't want to do it, okay, you don't own this. 
you sold it to us, so we'll just have someone else do it. And it doesn't matter, like, because it's, and, and I guess the, the ultimate problem is that we as consumers accept it. You know what I mean? Like, like yes, there's, it's, 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 it takes two to tango. It. They're fucking, they're, they're running ramp, like, they're doing this shit, but we're also allowing them to do it. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have to, like, don't watch this shit. Watch good shit. You know what I mean? And like, yes, yeah. everything's not going to be for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's not going to go watch a David Lynch movie. Everyone's not going to go watch a Darren Aronofsky movie. Because it's not going to fucking, um, it's not necessarily going to speak to them because it's something weird and new. But I think we need to start, like, it's up to us as a society to shift the Overton window of, like, what is acceptable. What is, like, a, like I mean, like, 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 even to this day, if somebody watched, like, fucking, I don't know, Eraserhead or Mulholland Drive or whatever, they were like, this is just fucking weird. I, I don't want, like, it was like, like. It shouldn't be weird at this point. Like, we should be so much further ahead of like what we could like what we considered weird 20, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And like onto like the new weird shit. The new weird like storytelling is it feels so stagnant. You know, and, and it's mainly because what we're being I mean, one, all the best storytelling is happening on TV. Uh it, unfortunately for movies. And two, it's just like the movies that we're getting, um, or even like the TV shows that we're getting, like the mainstream shit, like the really like of popular shit is by the book stuff but i guess there's a, a human problem like, like we just want to be comforted we don't want to be fucking challenged well dude here's the problem is the fact that the movies we're talking about dune star uh, marvel the marvel cinematic universe and star wars are all properties that existed far long before we were born and there's not any new generating content because no one wants to take a fucking risk and no and and risk is like you know there's the people who are like hey I'm going to spend $700 million to do an art flick. And it's like, those people hurt my point just as much as the people who are selling out to, to make the next, you know, Eternals 28, uh, Eternals Eternity. Um, <laughs> and um, what was going to say? That uh, I, I almost lost my point with that, that witticism. But basically, it's just the... Um, we need to create that standard again. And people, we need to make it okay to fail. And I think that people forget that you know, I think about it back in the day. We're doing Hollywood the way Hollywood wants us to do Hollywood. And we need to get access to cameras. And if we want to do stuff, we need to have a, uh, a gaffer and we need to have a camera. And we need to do everything exactly right. And we need to distribute it through a movie theater. Unless, and if it's not that, it's not legit. And I think we don't realize that we have iPhone 13 with 4K lenses and we have YouTube that we can subscribe and be our own distribution partner. And we have all these other things where, in the end, I know obviously what I'm saying is kind of already playing out, but in the end, dude, it's all meme culture right now. There's no really substantial, you know what I'm saying, substantial thought-provoking new culture going on on the internet in, in the sense that it's just all mir- it's all mirroring itself. I think right now the internet, since it's, since it's been invented, has basically created a mirror and has allowed people just to keep, uh, uh, to keep an echo chamber, right? Yeah, just give the same keeps- shit right back. Dude, you know, people being obsessed with 90s aesthetics and, you know what I'm saying, the 70s and the 80s and, dude, all the vibes, all the trends, all the memes. And you just think about it. It's like, oh, this was all based off of another idea. There is no original new idea, no original new content coming out. And I think, honestly, when original new content comes out, I probably wouldn't even recognize it. That's the sad part about it. Yeah. But I think if we try to consciously make an effort to open up our minds and try some shit, like... Hey, I watched uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Andre Tarkovsky, uh, the Stalker. Stalker. It's yeah. like a three-hour movie. Yeah, I did not like it. 
I will I will be the first person to shit not shit on. I don't think that movie deserves to be shit on. But I'll be the first person to not buy in on a three hour long art movie, right? But I'm also the first person to say, you know, that eight hundred million dollar um movie that, you know, is just a sequel is is just as bad too. It's not it's not a simple Well yeah, I didn't love Stalker answer. either, but it's also like I appreciate that Stalker was made. And like I, I like and I think that there should be more like like you the the problem with like the, the industry now I'm gonna go back to your meme culture point to close this whole thing in a second. But the problem mm-hmm. with the industry is that if it's an art film, if it's gotta be, and and, and this is not a slight to Parasite because I love Parasite. I thought Parasite was actually a great movie and really well made and really like exciting and, and fresh and new. But it has to be as successful as, as Parasite, or it's not worth making. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. has to be like it has to be a hit, the biggest hit we've ever had. Like in A twenty four's history or whatever, you know, A twenty four is doing interesting shit. But but I'm just saying, like, it has to be like if 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 the studio, if a studio is gonna make um something weird, if it doesn't make ten times its budget back, then it wasn't worth making. It's like that's not how it works. Like some like why not let there be um a Spider Man as like you know fucking that's going to make your money and then you could have like these fucking loss leaders or whatever. Like, I mean, like you could have like other shit that's like, that's interesting and it's like, it's being funded by the Spider-Mans and the, and the, and the Avengers and the fucking, the Fast and Furious and, and shit like that. Like, let the interesting movies be made and, um, like, you're, but again, it's back to Hollywood accountant. Like, well, actually, we didn't even make it much, as much on Spider-Man as we said we did so that's why we can't, it's bullshit. I don't know. It's just bullshit. No, it's, it's absolute bullshit. And I just want to say real quick that onto the stalker thing is you hit on the, the the underlying point of what I was trying to make with using that specific example is that, you know what, though? Stalker tried something. It tried something unique. It had its own unique, interesting new premise. And it also tried to execute it in a visual and stylistic way. Now, whether I can poke holes into it all day long or not is is a totally different subject is the fact that uh, someone had a vision they had a they had something unique and creative and those two ideas came and created a a product that was unique and is going to be more timeless than me criticizing it and i think that's the everyone's so scared of the criticism that they don't make something so good on andre tarkovsky for making stalker and good on someone like that for i hope there's more of those things that i don't understand because you know, uh, you know, I don't want to belabor a point, but I didn't like Ball and Drive the first time I saw it. One of my favorite movies of all time now, right? Yeah, it's a great you know, movie. Like, like, yeah, it's like, it's like I, I was, the first time I saw it, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, this is weird. Yeah. Is there any purpose in any of this shit? But it's like, it, people are not going to fucking take that extra step and like engage with it beyond like just letting it play before their eyes and if it's not hitting all the familiar beats they're like well this is bad or it's boring or whatever it's like no this, there's a lot here but you have to be willing to engage with it and i think people are like well i shouldn't have to fucking meet that halfway i guess you don't you don't have to but like you should want to that's that's the thing you should want to um but the meme culture thing uh, i was going to say is to close the spider-man point this that was a perfect example is because one of my issues with the spider-man thing right is like okay so everyone's assuming and it's pretty much like an open secret that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to be back in this movie and they're going to do like, um, they're going to, you know, they're going to be, come back into the multiverse thing, whatever, and they're going to do the fucking Spider-Man pointing meme. And like people are like, I want to see, like, why do you want to see that? Why, like, like just like, like it's, it's, it's the main thing. It's like, it's just, it's just being fed what you already have had and already know what's going to happen and you're satisfied because like, well, that's the thing. It's, it's like the fucking, um, the, uh, 
They want a meme so they can make a meme, which is well, just hilarious. Because yeah. then they're going to use that scene as a meme. Yeah, exactly. A meme pointing at the meme. I was going to say, too. I was going to reference the, uh, funny that we were just talking about memes. I was going to reference the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's like pointing and like, like, it's like, that's the thing that's happening. Like, I mean, like when he sees himself in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he's like, uh, recognizes like that's him in, his, in the movie. It's like, it's like people just want to be like, it's like the the Marvel thing, like um the Captain America. I understood that reference. It's like yes, we all understood the reference. Is it funny? Is it actually like like is it is it surprising? Is it is it is it is it interesting? It's just like yes, we knew we were going to do this and they did it. Congratulations! It it doesn't it it doesn't fucking check mark. That just bores me. It just bores me. Like yeah. oh like I, I, they they gotta do the Spider Man pointing meme in the movie or else it's like no they like why you, they have the meme exists already. We don't need to, I don't need to see three actors do it because there is a meme. Poor it's, writers. it's perfectly fine. Those poor writers. Those imagine that like they just have the best Spider-Man script of all time, and they're like, "No, throw it all away. You don't have the five seconds of the meme." Yeah, so you gotta have. You, you gotta have a point. You gotta have more yeah. point at each other and recognize that you they're also spi- like. I, uh, I honestly hope that they don't do that. Like, I, I, I really wish that they, they just like decide, but they won't. It's gonna happen. But I just like, come on, man. Like, give us something fucking new. This is boring. Um, but that's that's enough of the Spider-Man shit. Uh, I'm gonna. One last quick uh, topic I wanted to bring up. Um, so, last we were talking about Star Wars earlier, and that's actually interesting that you brought it up on your own because I was going to bring up Star Wars because Last Jedi happens. Um, it was it was a successful movie, but you know, obviously, we all know the backlash to ba- Last Jedi and how that's the Rise of Skywalker. Um, but after the Last Jedi came out. It was announced that Ryan Johnson was going to make a trilogy of movies, of uh, Star Wars movies that are like you know, tangentially like uh, not necessarily related to what he just made, like just like a, a new trilogy of Star Wars movies. Um, and we really haven't really heard much about that since. Um, since then, we've also heard that Benioff and Weiss, David Benioff and uh, DB Weiss from the creators uh, of Game of Thrones, well, the the executive producers and showrunners of Game of Thrones, obviously George R. R. Martin is the creator of the books, Song of Ice and Fire, but. Um, they were going to make a Star Wars movie. And that's people, a lot of the speculation about why season eight of Game of Thrones was so bad. It was because they were in a rush to finish that shit so they could start the, the their Netflix deal and the Star Wars movie. That fell through. Uh, recently, Patty Jenkins, who uh, directed, um, she's most famous as the director of the Wonder Woman movies. She was supposed to do a Rogue Squadron movie. Uh, you know, the fucking, the fighter pilots in Star Wars. And that's just recently fell through. It's been shelved indefinitely because of scheduling conflicts, but many people inside believe it's actually because of creative differences. And, mm. you know, put all those things together. A few years ago, Bob Iger, who at the time was the head of uh, Disney, had said he wanted to do a, have a Star Wars movie in theaters every year. And yeah. that's not happening. Uh, it, Why? It, it's kind of falling apart. Um, uh yeah, why did you want that? And also, why is it not happening? Also, um, but you know, Rogue One was, uh, I mean, that's that's I was sort of um divisive. Rogue, Skywalker was not a good movie, and and then now it kind of fell apart. So, I'm wondering, this is yeah, tie get to the point, Sean. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is tie into the same thing with the blockbuster filmmaking thing in a sense of like, um, like why, like. Are they afraid to do something new? Because, like, I think the 
is Last Jedi a perfect movie? No, but it's the best of those movies, and it's because it was trying to do something new. It was trying to push this story forward past the Skywalkers, and, um, like, what is going on at, at Lucasfilm where, like, they can't seem to get anything new and exciting off the ground other than even The Mandalorian I thought was exciting and interesting at first, but then it's like they had to just tie it back into Luke Skywalker at the end, and it's like that, that undercut it for me. It's just like... like like, there's so like it, it's a long time ago in a galaxy far far away there's all these planets there's all these fucking it doesn't always have to be these fucking five people like I don't understand it exactly so I, I, like, I, there's no there's never been any confirmation that the fucking Ryan Johnson trilogy is not happening but I mean we haven't heard anything about it in literally years um he's knives out too is on on the way and we haven't heard a single thing about these movies I'm just wondering like what the fuck like why they've done all they can do. They've done all they can do. Anything outside the box would be so meta at this point. There's, they are trying to outdo themselves. And I think it does tie in well with what we were talking about earlier, where it's just like they, the, the desire to create the next episode is not being derived from, Oh, I have something really good to do with this where John Favreau probably had with Mandalorian. Like, Oh, I actually kind of have a good idea. I, what if I like made a seventies style, you know, show that I like the Westerns that I used to love as a kid watching gunslinger and Gunsmoke and all the other shows that are on at that time on TV land when we were kids. And what if I made that a star Wars vehicle, which is the show I always wanted to see. And he just basically made that show. Right. And like, he took that concept to different places. And bottom line is that was an idea that uh, predated the production. And I think almost every other thing we see in Star Wars is the exact antithesis of that. And, you know, it comes down to the fact that George Lucas doesn't love like I'm going to this is my Kanye West moment. Like George Lucas <gasps> does not love Star Wars. Like I'm telling you, he does not love Star Wars. He does not care about it. He has shown time and time again. Dude, look at this. Look, at, you want to see Star Wars? Watch George Lucas become Emperor Palpatine. Like literally like watch the dude go from being a wide eyed Francis Ford Coppola disciple eager to make, you know, um, apocalypse now to the dude that sits on uh, Lucas Ranch and just sits on a pile of billions and says, yeah, you, you know, he already stole it's too. I this, this joke is on like 20 years too late. Like he already gave away all the rights. He has nothing left he can do. He realized he wasn't doing anything with the properties. And it's been over. Uh, if you know anything about Star Wars, if you read any of the books when you were a kid and you were just dying for any Star Wars media, you know the books were better. You know that the universe that they had and all the story, the backstory was way better. And I forget the lady who was in charge, but she wiped it and she made the she kibosh the 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 liter the the literary expanded universe. And Kathleen after as, as soon as she did that, she cut away what. I, I think I had three Star Wars encyclopedias in my bathroom. Literally, man. Like, literally, I would just sit through and just read every single thing I could cram in my he little head about Star Wars. And when you cut out three encyclopedias, hundreds of writers brainstorming, going through the writing process, going through the creative process, you go through all those different things, the little mediums, the little cartoons, all that that was collected into one. And then just to throw that away. And I think I was okay with it. Force Awakens comes. I was okay with it. Last Jedi, man, I ride with that movie. And I don't care what anyone says. I think that should have been the biggest twist is that it shouldn't have been a trilogy. It should have been a sequel. And they should have ended it there. That would have been a great twist, I feel like. And uh, long story short is, man, The Revenge of Skywalker, 
or what is Rise of Skywalker, whatever the fuck that garbage fucking movie is called, ruined my childhood. And they did it for <laughs> I hope I hope George Lucas, Emperor, aka Emperor Palpatine, aka George Palpatine, is sitting on his billions, and I hope he's happy because the one half good idea that he stole from all the other cultural and significant minds of his time ended up being nothing in the end. So I'm hoping he's happy for it. And he's in his incestuous little mind. Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker weren't sisters and brothers the whole time. So guy has zero foresight and zero vision. The end. <laughs> Scorched Earth. Um, I hate him. Well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even necessarily mind George Lucas uh, so much as I mind that if you're going to take... You, you bought Star Wars from George Lucas... Uh, Disney buys Star Wars from George Lucas, and then they, they're not necessarily doing anything interesting with it. And then one thing, well, there are some interesting things doing with it. And I'll bring up that up in a second. But the one, the one time in the in the films, at least, uh, other than Rogue One, I thought Rogue One was a, it was an interesting. Uh, even though it still had that issue of this has got to be tied back into the original thing, but it, it was it was an inter- interesting way to tell Star Wars story in a new way. I mean, it's a war movie. It's a it's it was a, a Star Wars story, yes. not a Skywalker story, yeah, exactly. Um, but the Last Jedi. I mean, literally, the, the thing that upsets me most about Rise of Skywalker, in, and I, I'm gonna do a Last Last Jedi episode in the future. But the thing that upsets me most about the last um Rise of Skywalker in in response to the Last Jedi is the Last Jedi ends with a little kid in like the stables on that uh, casino planet that they were um that um. Yes, uh, Finn yes, and uh, yes. what's Rose? Yes, that's her name. Finn and Rose were going through, and he's cleaning up Ugh. the 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 stables, and he looks up, he fucking, and then like when they're kind of getting random, like whoever runs the stables is like mistreating them, whatever, and you know everyone runs away, and he looks around, no one's watching, and he fucking like force pulls a broom to him, and he looks up to the sky, the sky, and he has a fucking, he has the um the rebel insignia on his ring, and he's like, looks up to the sky, and it's like, yes, that, now we're going to a new like there, there's more sure. forces. Sure, it's not arm. just it's not just the Jedi, it's not just um the Skywalkers. There's a whole universe of people who are like who who are using the Force, and it's like they didn't learn from the Jedi. They didn't know they had it. like they they're just using it for minor shit, sort of like how Ray was, and it's just like saying like okay, literally. He's looking up into the sky full of billions of stars. Like, this is, there's so many places we can go with the story. And they decide, no, let's fucking make it insular again and let's go back to it. It's like, it's the so Emperor upsetting. Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah. It, so, um, it's just like, can I, I just I, say real quick if, if, if George Lucas is, is Emperor Palpatine, then JJ Abrams is Darth Vader. He doesn't know what he's doing, but he's, he's just <laughs> enough. He's, he's such a powerful force. He's making the will of the emperor happen. I feel like, and just being like, you know what? There is no good star Wars ideas. The, all the good star Wars ideas happened when I was at the helm and therefore everything needs to come back to me. Sorry for ruining your, your tangent. No, no, no. no Cause I was going to say the only interesting thing aside from, um, star Wars rebels is good. I thought there was a lot of interesting stuff on the, it's all, my point is it's all happening on the animated side in TV form because the best Star Wars things I've seen in years is Star Wars Visions and I don't know if you've seen that but you should check it out it's on Disney Plus it is basically an animated series um, I think it's six or eight episodes or whatever and it, they're shorts I think I think some of them are longer some of them are shorter but it's, it's basically just like um, they let um, some some Japanese uh, um, like anime uh, directors uh, and creators make Star Wars stories and they're fucking cool. And it's like, they're not doing Skywalker shit. They're just doing interesting shit within the world of Star Wars. It's not always Jedi shit. It's not always Sith shit. It's sometimes it's just like, well, I mean, one of the episodes is literally, um, 
it's uh, a band that um, uh, is like touring the galaxy, whatever. And one of the kids is Jabba the Hutt's kid, and like we don't know that initially, Fire. and they're just on the run. Fire. And then like um, Jabba catches up with them, and they're gonna get executed. And they're like, let's do one one last um, performance, and then like they they kind of convince Jabba to let them be like just the entertainment for like their his fucking uh sand barge or whatever it's just an interesting story it's short and it's and it's like it's not it's it's not what you're used to like you didn't even think about like yes there are bands with like obviously you think about the cantina band but like there's stuff that's happening that's outside of like there's an economy here yeah the the political machinations of the empire or whatever it is like there's there is a there are literal like dozens and millions of worlds outside of like it, it like the fact that the entire universe the entire galaxy is all tying back into this one family just doesn't make any fucking sense like i mean dude even just the first episode of star wars visions is one of the, my favorite things i've ever seen it's basically like a sort of like a sam, seven samurai uh riff which certainly they, they wanted to do. They were going to make a movie like that a few years ago. They were going to make a Seven Samurai with, with Jedi, which is fucking cool as shit. And they didn't do that. But, and, 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 and I know that kind of and, um, the antithesis of our point because before we say like, they're just remaking shit, but that's fucking cool. I don't know. That would have been cool. Um, but it's, it's like it's like it's basically like um a Ronin walking around and like he has to like protect this town. Like it's sort of like a um Yo Jimbo sort of uh situation. It's mm-hmm. fucking the coolest shit, shit. Like the animation is amazing. It's like I want to see more shit like that. Like just like telling like like you said with Rogue One a Star Wars story rather than making it like because Star Wars wasn't supposed to be just about this one fucking thing. I don't know. It's well, weird. Can I, can I just hit on two quick things? I promise I'll make them quick. Is that, that one that what you hit on with that last scene of Last Jedi is that the Force Awakens, right? And I thought that this was building up to like, hey, everyone, the world is going to realize they have the Force or to some degree. And there was going to maybe be some sort of like spirit bomb sort of thing where like everyone was loading their Force energy to overtake the, the next evil, right? Or unify, right? And they they almost had that. And then the other thing and kind of going on to like, why when something starts is conceived wrong and going to start with George Lucas, okay, I'm taking from Flash Gordon, I'm taking from Seven Samurai, I'm taking from all these other inspirations that I want. Uh, I mean, it's not a Seven Samurai. I forget what's the name. Is Hidden, like, cast, yeah, Hidden Fortress. It's like I'm taking from these things. Is that what's the what, what's the thing that we notice that happens in Star Wars? Is that people continually know less. People are less good at being Jedis as they continually go on. People are less good at being politicians. People are less good at being pilots because there's less training. You know, there's, it's just a, a world that is losing resources, right? Because we keep relying on this family, this incestuous family, to be the source of all power and knowledge in the world. And as they become human, as we try to characterize them as human, fallible characters, which make them interesting, we've, we've put them up... T- to uh to the mortality and then the world suffered the not just the world the universe the galaxy suffers because what there's no more force users there's no more like it, I, that to me is just the the funniest thing that ray doesn't become a a a a uh what do you call it a beacon for the force moving forward and they basically are like yep the force is over palpatine's dead we're just gonna go on doing our thing really just the force really has no future here I, that's the tone i saw from the movie is that there will be no more force and they're essentially closing down shop because there's gonna be no one to teach anymore the final books have been burned the final teachers have died there's nothing left for it right i mean th- well, yeah, did I misunderstand of, it, something it, so sort of like that i feel like it was more like just like it's all like like th- 
because they try to make her like okay, like she changes her lightsaber color. She's not a Jedi anymore. She's not a Sith, obviously. Like because the most interesting concept within all of Star Wars is the concept of like the gray Jedi or whatever, where it's mm-hmm. like um they they don't they think the 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 Jedi they don't they're not evil necessarily but they think that the order of the Jedi is is too restrictive and tries it's tries, not balanced yeah and it it's tries impossible. to own yeah. the Force rather than and and they, Ryan Johnson started to push Ray into that direction within the Last Jedi and they kind of put a stop to it but then they try to at the end of the movie they try to like bring her back to it but then she, at the end of the movie she's like my name is Ray Skywalker I'm like what did you not learn nothing like just to t- like why would why would her name be Ray Skywalker that is first of all why would you walk up to a lady in the desert who didn't ask you what your like she's why, why, first of all why was lady in the, in, the, in the middle of the desert ask you what your name is and why would you dramatically say my name is Ray Ray Sky like that doesn't mean anything to me. So what? The two endings, the two endings between the Last Jedi, the one that just you just said in words that gave me chills. That kid with the that whole scene, the coolest fucking the, thing. The, it's so yeah, it gave me chills too. Like oh my god, there was hope. There was hope for a moment, and a new hope was destroyed very quickly by a man named J.J. Abrams. And uh, yeah, I don't know, just under bad leadership and guidance. Yeah, Ryan Johnson, man, he he could have done it. Um, but yeah, I can talk about this stuff literally all day. So I apologize if I'm uh, making you run long on this. No, no, no. Um, we'll definitely do a more Star Wars stuff in the future. I definitely want to do a Last Jedi episode. Um, but yeah, I guess that's my point. I just wish, like, my overall point is I wish the fucking studios were trying to do more interesting new shit and using the profits that they were making from these big movies to fund, uh, S- smaller or just interesting movies. You know what I mean? Like you could you could afford to fucking take a loss if it doesn't do fucking great. I'm just I don't know. I'm cursing a lot now because I'm very upset. But yeah, um, yeah, you could you could afford to, to to take some risk. Like it's it's amazing how little risk that these companies take when they have the money to like they're the only one who who could afford to take risk. You know what I mean? And it feels like the only people who take risks are the people who really have no choice. Like I mean, like who really like who shouldn't you know like people who are would be most effective by taking a risk like who would be most like devastated if if the risk doesn't pay off will be the most uh are the most um ready to do it you know what i mean and i think mm-hmm. I guess it's a it's a back against the wall sort of things like i got no other choice but it's like um it's just amazing that like money and and security doesn't give you like like well, it's funny it's funny you're saying this because i was just thinking about this where like the, the guy who is the, the lawnmower, who is the contractor, you know what I'm saying, doing that type of stuff, he's who doesn't have an established business. He's the guy that got, has to give up the free sample who can least afford it because he doesn't have business. Mm-hmm. He's the one that has to give up the free sample. He's the one who's least in position to do it, but therefore does it and does a fucking good job because he wants to impress you too, as opposed to the guy who's had that lawn you know, for 10 years. He doesn't have to do anything for it. It's a given, and he probably gets paid 20% higher than he should you know, on average. It's like, dude, that's the... When you're working in a system like that, the inherent flaws will show up in the result. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I don't know. Um, it's, it's, I'm sorry. No, I, I, always, I feel like we have like a, a, a subtext of this uh, this podcast sometimes, and I hope I you know I don't blur any lines. No, no, no. It's I I'm I'm right with, I'm right there with you. So uh, I'm, I know you are. I know you are. Um, Appreciate it. No, I appreciate you for fucking uh, last minute fucking stepping in to be a guest. Uh, you and, owe me one. Yes, I do owe you. Can I, can I can I cash in my favor? Already, okay. He's cashing. I'm, I'm going to cash in my favor right now, guys. Turn up your podcast to eleven because it's about to go down. I want a Christmas podcast. I want to do a Christmas episode, and it doesn't have to be the one closest to Christmas, but I want to do one in the holiday spirit. 
and I want to do a movie. I want to do an old fashioned, almost a blank check esque one where we go through the movie scene by scene and kind of talk about it. I want to do Four Christmases. You I got want it. to do well, Four Christmases. Yeah, Have in. you seen that movie? I haven't seen it in a long time. Don't 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 even be don't be ashamed to buy it. Go watch it. Everyone hates it. Just so you know, everyone <laughs> hates it. I have we, there's so much great stuff we could talk about. Thank you for for granting my wish. Uh, you are a gentle a gentle and kind gentiful. host. A gentle host. <laughs> it's a new word, more creative than uh than Star Wars and JJ Abram. Um, but uh, with that being said, I appreciate it, man. And it's always a pleasure to gab it up with you, dude. Uh, I also want to say for the people. I did have no idea about Sean with the Star Wars thing, so it just shows how much we're on the same page all the time. So it, it is not rehearsed. It is just truly organic, natural funk. <laughs> <laughs> I could have put it better myself. Uh, that's Zero Alberino. Uh, that's a on me, guys. I am Sean Murray. Uh, this is Sean Murray's International Film Festival for another week. And as we always say at the end of these episodes, cut! Cut it!